Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Running Effect with Dominic Schleter. I'm your host, Dominic, and today on the podcast, first off, I hope I'm not butchering her name, <laughs> is Juliette Laraquinte Hubner. Hopefully I got it close enough. Juliette is an incredible athlete who has truly done some amazing things in her high school career. She's from my home state of Ohio and is an absolute legend in the state. She won the D2, D3 team title this indoor season all by herself. Yes, you heard that right. She won like four events and that ended up <laughs> clinching the team title as an individual, which is truly historic. ESPN posted about it. ESPN woman posted about it. And at that point, I was like, I have to get her on the podcast. So that's what we're doing today. In this conversation, we we go through her story, her upbringing in the sport, and so many other fun subjects, um, her ambitions for this spring and in the future. It was truly a really enjoyable conversation and super inspiring and motivating hearing about her work ethic and dedication and all that it took to win those state titles and win a national title and all that fun stuff. Before we hop into today's episode i'd greatly appreciate it if you hit the follow button and give us a five-star review guys many of you listening right now have not done those two things and it greatly helps us and legitimately only takes 10 seconds of your time because you're already listening to this literally just go back on the spotify or apple podcast page hit the follow button and hit the five-star review we greatly appreciate you doing those two things without further ado enjoy my conversation with the one and only juliette lara quinte hubner Juliet, welcome to the Running Effect podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. First question for you. Easter was a few days ago. It will have been probably a little longer than a few days ago by the time this interview comes out. But nonetheless, I'm curious, what's the the go-to Easter side dish for the meal? Ooh, side dish? I'm a big mac and cheese fan. My family loves making back or baked mac and cheese. Sorry. We love baked mac and cheese. So that's like the best side dish in my opinion. The classic. And then uh, let, let's, uh, on the same note of food, I feel like it's kind of a controversial question. Uh, jelly beans go with Easter. Um, I'm not sure if you eat them, but like I'm sure you did as a kid. What's the best jelly bean color flavor? Because I feel like this is hotly debated. I think, if I remember right, I think Skittles has like a jelly bean like brand, I think. And their pink one is really, really good. So that's my favorite. I'm with you. It either tastes like watermelon or strawberry, or like a mix of pink lemonade sometimes. So like, it's always a superior flavor, right. in my opinion. No, I agree with you. I'm I'm glad to hear that because I've gotten flack for saying that before. I'm a I'm a pink like baby blue that those colors I feel like always yes. hit. And people will be like, no, the red one, the red starburst. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. It's the pink. It's the pink. I agree. I agree. So um, how do you structure your training around holiday weekends? I'm curious about that. It's been something I've asked my guests recently. Obviously, it's a little different when like I'm talking to a professional runner and it's their full-time job versus like high schoolers who have school. But how do you try to get your training in, but also enjoy the holiday weekends and enjoy time with your family? So Easter was kind of different for me for the holiday season. So I actually had practice on Easter from 1 p.m. to about 4 o'clock because I had hurdles and then I went into jumps. Um, And then we had Easter dinner after that. So I'm the only kid in the house right now. Both my siblings are older. They have their own kids and everything. Um, So they kind of my family kind of structures dinners around me and like my schedule. So I just had a nice family dinner with my parents after my practices, but like Christmas and stuff, we'll have practice on like the 23rd or sometimes the 24th. 
but it kind of really depends on like everyone's schedule and kind of what we're able to do and how many people are able to even come to practice if it will even be efficient. So I'm very curious. You said you have older siblings who have kids now. I'm in the same position. I'm the youngest in my family and my oldest sister has a little girl who's just over a year old and it's so fun watching her grow up. So I'm curious uh, from your perspective as an aunt, what's that been like to, to grow up with younger nieces and nephews, depending on which you have? I love it. I absolutely love my nephews. Um, I just had... My brother just had a baby girl. Her name's Cora, and she is just the cutest thing ever. But my nephews, they're twins. Um, they're turning six this year, but they're the craziest things I've ever met. They're just so full of energy, and they come to my track meets all the time, and you can just hear their little voices cheering for me. But um, I don't know. They, It's just bittersweet to kind of see them grow up and just watch them grow into an actual person with an actual personality like from a baby who was like crying because they wanted fed to like a little kid who can like talk back to you type of thing. It's just like really fascinating and really funny, but I love being an aunt. I think it's the best because I get to spoil them. And since I'm the youngest out of even my sister-in-law's siblings and my brother-in-law's siblings, like I'm the cool aunt, like they always want to hang out with me and I have to do all the uh, physical activity activities, like go to the park and play with them and stuff. But I always enjoy it. I love them. So you're going to make them grow up to be future track stars like yourself one day? Is that the goal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I already told them at the meet yesterday because yesterday was my first meet back. But my nephews were there and I was like, you guys are going to be out here doing this when you're older. Because they already took after me um, in gymnastics a few years ago. They I think they just stopped this year, though. But um, yeah, they did gymnastics for a little bit. And I think one of them is going to be a football player and not a track athlete. But the other one, I'm going to, he's going to be a hurdler. I know it. <laughs> I he's love it. He's going to be a hurdler. So speaking of young kids, let's go all the way back to young Juliet. What were you like? When did you first get started in the sport? And in addition to that, what were your first impressions of track when you first got started? So again, I was a gymnast for about eight years or so. Um, I lived in Marion, Ohio for most of my life until we decided to build a house and move to Marengo, Ohio. Um, so I was a gymnast, but There was a summer where I did club track. Um, This guy in Marion, he was just doing like a little club. So a bunch of my teammates and I decided to run. Uh, I actually did hurdles, but they made me try long jump. And funny enough, I said, I don't like this. I don't like the sand of my shoes. I'll never do this again. And now look at me. But (laughs) I thought it was super fun. It was like a way to get energy out um I didn't start really getting into it until seventh grade when we were allowed to play sports and I kind of wanted to go out for track because I wanted to beat the boys is really why I wanted to go out and start running um but I thought it was fun I really loved it it's again just a fun way to socialize at least back then and it wasn't as competitive back then but um yeah fun way to socialize and just good energy release. I don't know. I'm very energetic. So I just have to have something to kind of take all my energy out. So at what point did you go from, you know, merely competing in track to then being like, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this thing. I think it was eighth grade when I qualified for the state meet, um, the middle school state meet. And I placed in all three of my events. So at that time, I was only high jumping and hurdling and doing some sprints. I did the 200 a few times and that 100. But um, I I got, I want to say third, fourth, and like eighth 
So that's kind of when I realized like, oh, like I can actually be a little bit of a competitor in this sport. Like I kind of want to take it a little bit seriously. What was the transition like going into high school, being a stud in middle school, you know, going for three events at the state meet to then transitioning into high school where as I'm sure you'll experience next year going to college, like every four years, it's just a complete step up. So take us through your transition there. I actually started working with my jumps coach, um, who I'm still with, at the after the state meet in eighth grade. And he was kind of the one who kind of was like, you know, you could be really good in the jumps and you're already really good in the hurdles, but I think you could really get developed in the jumps and you need to do indoor your freshman year because you can be a competitor, like just from us practicing, like, few times um you you can even ask him he said the second practice that we ever worked together that he thinks he thought back then my eighth grade year summer before freshman year he was like you can go 20 feet when you're a senior 40 feet when you're a senior and pretty close to six feet and I mean he was he's pretty close now but he was kind of the man who got me into really being a competitive athlete and kind of helped me transition from competing against just seventh and eighth grade kids to competing against 18 year old women type of thing. So I don't have a ton of high schoolers on the podcast. A lot of it is, you know, professionals or NCAA studs. Um, So I do enjoy asking specifically seniors in high school this question. Having been a senior and experiencing all that went down freshman year, like so vividly, I can think back to those days so clearly. Take me through your perspective on that COVID track season that never was. I didn't really get to do much um, during COVID. You know, obviously we were shut out from our coaches. We couldn't even, I don't even think we could text them or have any contact with them um, for like, what, like two months after they shut everything down. And before they shut everything down, I ended up getting like a few boxes, like jump boxes, just so I can train in my garage and like a few dumbbells and stuff. But my jumps coach, he doesn't, coach at my high school so he's my private coach so we kind of got around the rules a little bit but even then like I don't think we jumped that much like it was really just training in my garage and like lifting as much as I could lift with 25 pound dumbbells and 10 pound dumbbells so it was just like the craziest time um I was stuck in my room I really wasn't doing anything I couldn't really do anything I'm the main thing that I was doing was like, I only live five minutes from my high school. So I was driving over there with my mom. I had my temps at the time. So I would get driving in and I'm a big like longboarder and skateboarder. So that's kind of what I did around my high school and the parking lots and everything. So that's kind of how I kept myself busy. But even then, like looking back on it, it's still so crazy that that happened and we got cut a whole season like out of our whole career I feel like a lot of the athletes who are the top right now like I can't imagine that extra year of like the extra that extra season that we got like how we would be now you know what I mean like I just feel like the numbers would be even bigger. So sophomore year is kind of your first introduction uh, to outdoor track at least take me through that (laughs) season and what ensued uh, in that season. I was really close with the seniors that year, the class of 2021, and I had really, really good friends. So a lot of them ran track with me. Um, And it was kind of like the year where, you know, I'm basically a freshman. I didn't get my freshman year. So I kind of had to do what freshmen have to do. They kind of just get put in some events and 
kind of get thrown everywhere, see where you kind of fit as far as like the team aspect goes. So I actually did a lot of relays my sophomore year, which I don't even think I did. I might, I may have done like two last year and I may do a few this year, but last or my sophomore year, I did a lot of relays. Um, I actually ended up going and placing sixth that state with my four by one, um, which no one expected. None of us did too. Like we were running 52, our first race and then we ended up getting down to 49 at state so it was kind of like a big eye-opener but I don't know I was kind of treated as a freshman you know not necessarily bullied but you know what I mean like freshman you kind of get pushed around a little bit made fun of so that's kind of how it felt even though I was a sophomore second year of high school it was just first year of outdoor track in high school and you know, I had to do my job. Take me through your mindset of doing multiple events and being excellent at multiple of them, because I think a lot of people are very much like, oh, you know, I'm good at the hurdles. I'm only going to do the hurdles and dedicate 100% of practice time to the hurdles. And you're like, nah, screw that. I'm going to do like four events and do them all really well. So take me through your mindset there. It's like my, I have to check into a different mindset for every single event. So like the hurdles, you know, I would say personally like that is my weakest event. Even now, after you know, dropping almost a whole second um, indoor season, going from a nine two my junior year to going to eight fifty six in the sixty hurdles to this year, um, and the training that I've been going through, like it's still my weakest event. I think I can improve so much, but I have to have like a certain mindset. You know, be really open to learning new things in that aspect, and I'm like that with everything else. But I can, I feel like in the jumps areas, like I don't really have to focus on such the basic things it's really just like the technical stuff that we have to worry about so going in practice like from one thing to another it's kind of just like okay like i have to work on getting my knee up in high jump but then i have to go over to long jump and focus on fixing my um parabola instead of going more up this year we're going to try to go more out to try to get the furthest jump that i can and then in meets it's it's crazy. The state meet during indoor and um, this year and last year was just insane. It was just like I had to high jump and then I had to rearrange myself in that order. And then I had to throw my long jump spikes and go take a long jump and then come back and take a high jump and then go hurdle. And it's just kind of like all over the place. But and when I'm in a competition like that, I don't know. I feel like my mind's racing so much that I don't really have time to think about anything. So it's kind of just, I just gotta, I just gotta do it. And when was the first time you won a state championship? Take me through that experience and the emotions of doing something that, you know, less than 1% of Ohio athletes will experience in their life. I won the state championship indoor my sophomore year and outdoor for the first time my sophomore year. Um, Indoor was bittersweet. Uh, That was a year where no spectators were allowed to be in there. And um, mile split does not really do any live streaming on any field events so my parents were hoping that they were going to be live streaming the long jump and high jump and triple jump and they didn't do that at all so they didn't even get to see my winning jumps or anything like that for my first year and it was it was very upsetting for me and I feel like for my parents too but um, my coaches were there my jumps coach wasn't there but my high school coaches were there so I at least had someone to kind of celebrate with Um, but of course I wish my parents were there. And then outdoor season, I was struggling a lot with injuries with my shins and everything. So 
just the fact that I kind of pulled through in the end, um, I think I'm pretty sure it was my last jump, as it usually always tends to be my last jump that wins. Uh, my parents ended up being there. My whole family was there, actually. My brother, my sister, my brother-in-law, like all of them were there cheering me on. So I, I was just glad that I was able to win something in front of them and they got to see all of it happen. So I think what you're probably perhaps you're definitely most known for, uh, given ESPN blared it out to millions of people, is winning a state title all by yourself indoors team title. Um, can you take me through not that event yet, but leading up to it? Did you realize that that was something you could do? And I believe you did four events. Like, what was your mindset going into the meet as to if this was this even on your mind? Yeah, my. Again, my jumps coach, he's very about the numbers. Um, he was the one who even told me in the first place, like, I think almost a whole month before the statement even happened that there was a chance that, you know, I could go out there and win it. And he told me that my junior year too, but junior year was also in the hurdles again. I was very weak. So it was kind of like, you know, yeah, there's a possibility, but I don't even think it's going to happen. And then this year when he told me, like, you know, Gilmore Academy and Woodmore, they're going to be your biggest competitors, it's going to come down to literally the 4 by 4 or the distance events, whether or not you're going to get beat. And so I was, like, kind of thinking about it, but I, I didn't really want to think about it a whole lot. I feel like if I would have, like, psyched myself – I would have psyched myself out for sure if I had – thought about it too hard. So can you take me through the day of the state meet, your four individual events, you end up winning all four in dominant fashion. Take me through all those events and kind of as you alluded to before, not specific to this meet, but all the meets you do, like how do you mentally break it down when you have so much going on at the same time and like you're trying to focus on one event, but then you're like worried on making it to the other event in time? I like to, the first thing that I do when I get there, I like to get there about an hour and a half early, um, which is super early, but I like getting warmed up because, you know, I like having 30 minutes to warm up for my actual event, do some run throughs and everything. But I like having that time to be able to spread my warm up out really, really long. So before I even hurdle, like, I think it was an hour, maybe two hours. It was two hours after field event started, I had hurdles to do. But I always find that I do very, very well when I do all of my hurdle warm up before my jumping events even happen. And it also kind of gives us like a peace of mind, like, okay, yeah, I may not have done the whole warm up, but at least I got a majority of it done um, before I even race. Because what tends to happen is, again, like I'm high jumping, I got to go to long jump, I got to go back to high jump, back to long jump. And then I'm like, oh, crap, I got a hurdle. I actually almost missed the prelims. I didn't realize that they called us over. So I had to take off, rip off my spikes and run over there and put my spikes on really quickly. Didn't get any warm up before the race and just had to go out there and do what I had to do in the prelims, just kind of get through to the finals, get a good lane. Um, and then after that, you know, it was just back to the jumps and kind of a waiting game. I scratched, I want to say my last two long jumps um, only because I, already had jumped at 20 feet three and a half so I was kind of like you know spire is not the best place to jump at I feel like their board's like super super hard it doesn't really give so I was kind of like you know that might be the best that I get and high jump is about to conclude and I had some really big competitors in the high jump and I kind of wanted to focus on that so I kind of did that and then again it was just running back and forth from there.
What event do you think you're strongest in and which is like, I think you've kind of said the hurdles is your weak point, but can you talk through that? I think the triple jump might be my strongest. Ohio is one of those sucky states that doesn't have an outdoor. So the only time I get to practice and really do it is indoor. And then I get one meet outdoor at Wayne, the Wayne Invitational. Um, so I feel like that's my best event. I feel like, you know, there that's the two national championships I have. And I also feel like I have a lot more potential like I feel like I can go a lot further in that event um next year in college and everything and then you know again like the hurdles and the sprints I feel like are my weakest events it's just not the events I tend to focus on and I haven't focused on really until this year when I joined um Ohio Speed Academy the club in central Ohio um coach Jordan all those girls are amazing uh And I feel like, you know, he's really helped me kind of strengthen and become a really great, well-rounded athlete for what I'm going to have to do next year for the multi-events. Take me through your reaction. Like, when did you find out that you won the team title all by yourself and just the emotions of, (laughs) I don't think it's ever been done before. So take me through the, uh, how meaningful that, that was. I was getting ready to get up on the podium for triple jump when my dad came over in front of the podium and he, he yelled out in front of everyone, you just won the team championship. And I like kind of was like, oh, my God, like, like I actually won it because, you know, Gilmore Academy was really up there. They I think it came down to the 32. They didn't put a girl in. And then the four by four, I was 13 points ahead. So it was kind of like whether or not they get first, you know, I'm going to win by three points or however many it was. So then I kind of was like freaking out a little bit. But. I didn't want to boast, you know, so I kind of waited till I left the podium and got back to my family and my coaches and everything and kind of celebrate with them. And then obviously got called out to the podium and got to hold that team title by myself and with all my coaches and everyone around me. It was awesome. So take me through when you found out that ESPN posted about you. When did you find out about that? And I don't know, to this day, how cool is it that obviously ESPN, ESPN woman, um, posting about anyone is a big deal, but you know, a small girl from Ohio, I don't think that's ever been done. And just like going through mm-hmm. the comments of like massive studs, uh, both in track and outside of track of like, this is ridiculous. How, how meaningful and special does that feel? It was awesome. They actually uh, messaged my coach, my club coach, Coach Jordan, about a week and a half before they posted it. And we were like checking every day, like, oh my gosh, are they going to post it? Are they not going to post it? And I was at um, a track meet and I wasn't running or anything, but I was supporting my team. I was there and I was up in the stands with one of my good friend's parents and um, I got the notification on my phone and I was like, oh my gosh, like this actually happened. You know, like I didn't think it was going to happen. It's been like a week and a half since they asked Jordan for rights, if they could post the video since he owned it. And everyone around me, like all my friends' parents, all my friends, we all started screaming. It was just, it was super awesome. And at that time, it was only ESPN Women's posted it. So then when I saw, you know, ESPN was a collaborator on it, and it was also on their profile, then I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is sweet. And everyone was commenting, you know, like Anna Hall, who's one of my, you know, track idols. I think she's so awesome. And going into heptathlon like obviously i look up to her very highly her she commented will clay commented like a ton of people commented and it was it was very surreal it was just very awesome that all of them 
know what I did and kind of know who I am now. So I'm very curious as a distance runner, I have no clue how you train <laughs> for any events, but specifically all four at the same time. So can you take me through like a, a normal week in your life of training? Right now, since it's outdoor season, um, I obviously train with my school. I I go to practice with them and then I do my own training, I should say. So Mondays is really like, we all like to call it death day at my club. Um, I have a really hard workout speed endurance workout that consists of like 200 repeats 150 repeats um sometimes 300s it kind of depends on you know what his goal is for us uh last during indoor season i was put in the mid sprint group but this outdoor season since i really only run the 100 hurdles and the 200 um i was put put in the short sprints so i think the max i'm going to go is like 250 for a workout like one rep um so that's Monday and then I also lift and everything go home you know sleep and then Tuesday I have like uh hills or stairs uh um or sorry hills or stadium uh runs last week that was 14 reps up and down is one um so that kind of sucked and then I had like a jump circuit Wednesday is uh another speed day like a short speed day and then Thursday, I have hurdles and jumps. So I'll come to the school, you know, I'll warm up, I'll get some hurdle reps in. And then I drive all the way to Sunbury um, to practice with my jumps coach. And I'm out there for, gosh, like, we have outdoor practice at like 2.30. And I don't usually get home until about 7 or 8 o'clock. Jeez. So, yeah, so it's a long, it's a very long day. Um, Wednesday, I also lift. I don't know if I said that. And then Friday comes, it's kind of like a pre-meet day. Or if I don't compete on Saturday, it's like another, you know, speed day. It's like a kind of a low key day. Just kind of get your legs moving from, you know, all the days before Saturday, either meet or day off. And then Sunday I have, um, jumps practice and hurdle practice again. So it's just kind of all over the place. On Sundays, I have to drive all the way to Westerville South High School to practice. And then sometimes we'll practice jumps there. And then sometimes I'll have to drive to Sunbury. So I'm outside from 1 p.m. And then, again, I don't get home until about like 6.37 on that day. So it's it's just a long, long hours. How much has our sport taught you about work ethic and discipline? Because, you know, you just saying the amount that you practice is like, well, this girl is definitely a dedicated individual. I think it's taught me a lot. Um, you know, competitive sports, just I think any competitive athlete can just say, you know, that the sport is where they kind of learned how to be dedicated to something and kind of like put in a lot of effort. You know, if you don't put in a lot of effort to something, then you're not really going to be the best that you can be. So if you want to be, you know, one of those top athletes and be able to compete at the national level or, you know, compete at NCAAs or anything like that, USAs, then you have to put in the work to be able to get the results that you want. And, um, yeah, it's just like, I have big goals for myself and I just feel like I'm selling myself short if I don't put in all that work that I feel like I should. And I forgot to mention this, but you also, after the indoor state meet, you ended up winning a national title at New Balance. Take me through that experience. Obviously, being a state champion is special, but I don't know, national champion, that, that might be a little more sweet. Uh, yeah, New Balance was awesome. You know, getting to go to Boston for the first time and 
seeing that track that they just built and the whole facility was just very, very sweet. I don't know. Did you end up going or anything? No, but I know all about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. If you seriously, if you ever get a chance to go, like you really should, the, the track is just phenomenal and you can just tell like, it's just a fast track and fast runways and everything. So triple jump was uh, my first night of competing. I had triple and high jump actually at the same time as some, somehow it always happens to me. And, uh, so I was going back and forth, triple and high jump. And, um, I made it through the finals. I was sitting first going into the finals. So I was kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, this may happen again. And, uh, I had some great competition, you know, India, Alex, she's, she's just a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal triple jumper from Texas. And, um, there are some other really good girls, top girls in that field. And on India's last jump, she ended up beating me out by a few inches. I think she ended up going like 41.8 or 41.9 or something. So, you know, I kind of had a jump, like a PR jump, or it was second place runner-up, which I would have been happy either way. But I kind of, you know, stayed down there and saw what she jumped and then kind of got in that mindset of, you know, either I want it or I don't kind of want it. So kind of had to go out there and get all prepared and then I took that jump and PR'd by quite a bit I ended up going 42 feet in like half an inch I think um which is huge you know first woman in Ohio to even go over 40 feet so that was pretty sweet but just I don't know if you saw the video on my on my Instagram but I was like I kind of slipped and fell and then I like ran over and like looked at the tape measure and like I was listening for what they were gonna say and I heard her say it at first and then I kind of like started jumping around and then they posted it on the board you know because I'm not good with the metric system or anything so um I had to see like you know is it a high 41 or was it a 42 which was my goal for that indoor season it ended up being a 42 so I kind of just screamed and broke down in tears because it was kind of just like I pulled through in such a vital moment like I don't know it kind of just proved to me you know like I'm I don't know, I'm just stronger than mentally and physically than I kind of think I am in those moments. That's like the definition of clutch. <laughs> you, you have to <laughs> p- PR on your final jump and you end up doing it to win a national title. Like that's that's how sports movies are made right there. So um, that's super exciting. Take me through your ambitions and goals for this outdoor season, especially with it being your final ever high school um, sports season, but track season. How much are you looking forward to the season and what are some things you want to leave the track having accomplished? I'm very, very excited for this outdoor season. I just had my first meet yesterday. You know, it was it was a decent baseline. I always start low in the jumps. My first meet back, you know, outdoor is just completely different than indoor. You just never know the conditions that you're going to have. And my coach always says, like, it has to be just the perfect amount of wind, the perfect amount of sun, like the perfect temperature to be able to go out there and PR. So I did start pretty low la- or yesterday, but... I'm not worried about it. My eyes are obviously set on June and my goals for this season, you know, I really want that state record in the long jump. Um, the all-time state record, Tiana Madison has it, who was a gold medalist in the Olympics in long jump. And, you know, it would just be such an honor if I was able to get, I think it's like 20 feet four or 20 feet six. So I think I, I think I can get it. Um, so that's a goal. And then, you know, I want to break 14 seconds this year in the hurdles, just almost breaking a, almost taking off a full second from my indoor time. My last hurdles are always my strongest. I always 
get the acceleration going. So I think, you know, it's very, very possible that I can go out there and get in the 13s and then 200, want to break 25, high jump, I want to go 510, I jump 5'9 indoor. So my eyes are kind of set up there on those high heights. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm super excited. I obviously want to go out there and win as many state titles as I can. Um, I really want to win high jump this year, but you know, high jump is a very do or die kind of event. So it's going to be obviously very difficult. I have a lot of competition in that event and um, long jump. I won a three peat this year. And then hopefully in the hurdles, I can win a state championship also. So for those listening today who maybe want to attempt, I think is the best word, to do some of the things you have in the sport of track and field, what would be your advice to those people? Just work hard and keep your eyes set on the final prize. I always tend to get down on myself um, around the beginning of the season, you know, because I am not producing the numbers that I think I can. But June always runs rolls around and it's the best weather that we get all year and the numbers just kind of come out there and all the hard work that I put in the off season and in the summer because you know if you want to be a competitive athlete you have to do it all year round for your sport so I'm training from oh like July all the way to June and I just have like a little bit of a break in between there so you just have to work hard and have big goals for yourself and just, you know, believe in yourself and have a good support system. One final question for you. The question I ask every guest to top off every episode, if you had Gordon Ramsay coming over to your house for dinner, what would you choose to make for him? Oh my gosh. I am not a cook. I am an awful cook. I might have to, oh my gosh, the best thing I can make. This is so bad. I make a really good bagel, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich. It's really the only thing I can make. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that, because um, you know we do have those farm fresh eggs. So the eggs are really, really good. So p- probably that, because I just don't cook anything else. <laughs> well, Juliet, it's been an absolute pleasure hearing your story. Can't wait to see you crush it this outdoor season. And yeah, best of luck with all upcoming endeavors. And- Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Running Effect with Dominic Schleter. I don't take your time for granted, and I hope that today's episode impacted you and left you walking away inspired and all the more motivated to chase after your biggest goals and walking away a better version of yourself. Make sure you're following the podcast, have given us a five-star review, and consider sharing with a friend. Through that, we can reach new people and hopefully inspire them in the process. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at The Running Effect to stay up to date on all the exciting projects and all the new episodes coming out. Generally, we release two to three episodes per week, so stay tuned for all of those coming your way shortly. I hope you're running and life is going well. Guys, keep chasing mastery, and I will catch you in next episode.